0: You're listening to Stand Out Get Noticed episode 269. Hi there, Rockstar, and welcome to Stand Out, Get Noticed. I'm your host, Christina Canters. I help professionals and business leaders to build powerful communication skills. If you're new to the show, a huge welcome to you. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We do release episodes every single week. If you want to have access to the back catalogue of over 200 episodes of this podcast, become a premium member and join the C-Method Academy at thecmethod.com slash join. That's thecmethod.com slash join. Now, last week, we explored one of the most powerful yet underrated communication skills, how to be a great listener. And I want to thank, thank all the listeners who did write in and tell me how much they enjoyed that episode. It's so great to hear that it's resonated with you. Now, today, we're sticking with a similar theme but this time, it's all about how to get people to listen to you. Have you ever experienced a time when you were talking to someone and you could just tell they weren't listening? Or maybe they appeared to be listening and then later did the opposite of what you would talked about. Or maybe you've been speaking to a group and you notice your audience disengaging, looking down, playing on their phones. We've all experienced this, right? At some point. And how does it feel? It can feel really frustrating, disrespectful, annoying, even upsetting. You know, last week I shared why being a good listener is so powerful. And one of the reasons is it builds rapport and respect and it builds the relationship. Now, not listening can have an equally powerful effect in the opposite way. It can ruin relationships. It can ruin rapport and, and pull down respect as well. And yes, you can do everything you can to develop the skill of listening, but what can you do about people who don't listen to you? And that is what this episode is all about. You're going to discover eight reasons. I'm sticking with the eight reasons theme from last week. Eight reasons why others may not be listening to you. And you'll also walk away with powerful techniques for how to fix it. Now, you can use these techniques when public speaking, in video conference meetings, when one-on-one, in conversations with your colleagues, with your clients, with your family, anywhere where you want to be heard. And if you can master these techniques, you will find that you will have better relationships, more productive meetings, and more impact when speaking to a group. Does that sound good? All right, let's do it. Number one is... You are not listening to them. People are going to be far more likely to listen to what you have to say if you have shown them that you are yourself a good listener. So, all I'm going to say for this one is to go back and listen to last week's episode, episode 268, on how to be a great listener. When other people feel understood and respected and heard, they will be much more likely to listen to you in turn. So that's a fairly simple one, but your homework is to go and listen to the other episode, last week's episode. The number two reason why, the, oh, by the way, these aren't in any particular order of importance. They are eight that I came up with. It's not an exhaustive list. There are many, many other reasons as to why people may not listen to you. These are the eight that I've picked for this episode. Number two is that you don't believe that you deserve to be heard. Now, this is huge and this starts with you, with your mindset. Have you ever seen someone speak where they, the way they hold themselves, their body language just indicates that they're not confident, that they don't believe in what they're saying? And it can also, this may not be obvious to a lot of people, but it can come across like they don't believe that they deserve to be on the stage. They don't believe that they deserve to be leading that meeting. And this can show up in the way that you hold yourself and the way you present yourself. If you go into a speaking engagement or a conversation and you don't believe that you deserve to be there, then people can pick up on this, even if it is unconscious. They may not know why, but you don't command that same sort of respect and authority that you might do if you truly believe that you deserve to be there. One of my clients that I'm working with at the moment, she's a leader of a, of a team and she one of her responsibilities is to run a team meeting once a week. And we were helping her to develop um, a way that she could present in an engaging way at these team meetings. And we got into the subject of believing that you deserve to be there. And I said to her, you know what, you've been promoted to this position. You've been given this role or, you you know, you earned this role. Someone somewhere has said, you know, you deserve to be here leading this team. And as a result of that, your team automatically looks up to you. It's kind of like when you see a speaker on stage, you think to yourself, well, someone's put them up there. They must be important. They must have important stuff to say. That's the general attitude that an audience will have. So as a speaker, if you've been given that permission to be on stage or when when I say on stage, I mean, you know, the front of the room, leading a Zoom meeting, whatever it is, people already see you as having something important to say because the fact is that you're there, you're standing there. So you need to then believe that you need to take that and run with it and go, you know what? I do deserve to be here. And when you, de- when you believe that what you have to say deserves to be heard, then you hold yourself in a different way. You sit up straighter. You project your voice more. You speak a little bit louder and you have more conviction in what you are saying. And when you speak in this way, it then makes people more likely to sit up and listen. Number three, the third reason why people don't listen to you, is that you're ignoring your audience and their needs. One of the biggest mistakes I see people make, uh, speakers and leaders make, is that they make it all about themselves. They think, I have to sound knowledgeable. I have to be interesting. I have to, um, I don't know, I have to look a certain way or behave a certain way. I have to be liked. My audience has to like me and they forget about their audience's needs. And you may have seen this as well when people start talking, they go straight into the content. They say, "All right, here's what you here's what we need to know. Here's what we're doing, blah blah blah." And they don't talk about what is in it for the audience. So something that is going to help people listen to you is if you address the audience and you make whatever it is that you're talking about to be about them. If I had started this podcast talking about how my day has been, what I've been up to, and what I ate for breakfast, and then, oh, by the way, I'm going to talk about listening today. So here's how you can um, make other people listen to you. You're going to be sitting there going, uh, "What? how does this benefit me again? What, why am I here? Why am I listening? And you would probably drop off. You'd stop the episode and you would go and listen to something else. And I know that I've done this with a lot of podcasts. If it doesn't grab me at the very start, then I'm going to tune out. And it's exactly the same when you're running a meeting or you're giving a presentation or even talking to someone one-on-one. I know it sounds selfish, but it's true. We are selfish beings. We want to know what's in it for us. So whenever you're addressing someone or opening up a meeting, always be sure to will be aware of the audience and what their needs are. Maybe acknowledge what they're going through right now. Ask them for their feedback or what challenges are they facing or you know, or, or simply tell them, hey, this is what you're going to get from this conversation. Or this meeting or this presentation today. You are going to walk away with this. And as soon as an audience hears that, they are more likely to sit up and pay attention and go, oh, okay, I'd better listen in. Or even saying something like, you know, you're going to find this valuable if you are in this position. Or saying to the audience, you know, raise your hand. And you can do this via video call, right? Just because we're doing video calls right now doesn't mean that we can't have engagement. You can still have engagement. You can say, raise your hands if you are concerned about the new, um, I don't know, the new procedures that have been put in place. People raise their hands, right? And then you say, all right, so today we're going to address all of those concerns that you have, blah, blah, blah. This is what we're going to do. This is what you're going to walk away with. The audience is going to sit up and go, oh, okay, this is going to benefit me. I should probably listen. Ross, if you just launch straight into content, the audience is already tuning out. So that was number three, the third mistake that you're making in terms of why people don't listen to you because you're ignoring your audience and their needs. I've done a whole podcast about this. Uh, one podcast I did was called Why You Should Stop Making It All About You. And this is a really good episode to listen to as well. It helps with your anxiety as well. It's such a powerful uh, skill to be able to do. All right, the fourth reason why people don't listen to you is that people can't hear you. This is really, it sounds so silly and simple, but it is so true. If people can't hear you properly and it's difficult to listen to you, they're not going to listen to you. And there are a few things, there's a few different situations here. Back when we were meeting in person, one, one example I can think of is, um, you know, I, would, I used to go to a networking group and every fortnight we would go to a cafe and each person would have an opportunity to stand up and share 60 seconds about themselves and their business. And in between each person speaking, you know, there'd be a bit of a shuffle, maybe a clap or a bit of laughter and then a shuffle while people you know, sit down and then the next person stands up. Now, I noticed that a lot of people would start talking before the noise and the, you know, the general hubbub had settled. So they would stand up and say, hi, my name is so-and-so and and I'm from this company. But by the time all the other noise settled down, you'd you'd miss their name, you'd miss their company, you'd miss the most important part of what they were trying to say. And you may have noticed this as well in your own meetings, or maybe you start to share an idea, but um, there is some general noise or not everyone is focused. Maybe when you're starting a meeting, maybe there's general rustling and like people still getting ready. So what you need to do here is if you want to be heard, you need to make sure that the environment that you're in is conducive to people being able to hear you. So this means Not starting to speak until there's absolute quiet. Not starting to speak until you can see that everyone is looking at you. Until you have everyone's attention. Sometimes you might experience a loud noise. Maybe there's an interruption or a loud fan comes on or maybe your video freezes or someone else's video freezes. If this is the case... Don't just power on talking like nothing is going on. It's perfectly okay to pause and acknowledge the noise or the disruption. And then once everything's back to normal, then say, okay, I'm going to start that again where you left off. You're the one who's speaking. So you have, you've got permission. You're allowed to, you're allowed to pause. You're allowed to say, you know what, I'm just going to wait for there to be quiet and and then to, to move ahead. No one is forcing you or rushing you to keep talking, okay, unless it's really strictly timed and even then. If, the, if you're going to talk through a noise or a disruption and no one can hear you or hear your message, then what's the point in talking anyway? They're not going to be able to hear you or understand you. So you may as well just stop. And by doing this as well, this is like a bonus tip, If you show that you're comfortable to stop, to pause, to acknowledge disruption and to keep going, that shows that you are calm, that you can handle interruptions, that you got this and it comes across as being really confident and then that builds other people's confidence in you too. Okay, we're into the second half, the second half of eight reasons why people don't listen to you. The fifth reason why people don't listen to you is because they are distracted. Now, you've got to forgive people. We are all human and especially these days, we have a very short attention span. It's very easy for us to be distracted by our phones, by our own thoughts, by our children and pets and other people living at home. Now that we are working from home, of course, there are a lot of distractions around And people won't always tell you that they are distracted, of course, but something that you can do as a great communicator is to be aware and look for visual cues that someone is not listening. And I know that we've all experienced this. Let's say you're talking to someone and you just catch them glancing sideways. You can see them looking at something else. And if this is in person, maybe you see them looking over your shoulder or if it's on a video call, you might see them, you know, looking off to the side of their screen or something, or you might see a little child's face pop up in the corner of their screen or a cattail brush past their face. You will start to pick up on these clues that, okay, this person's not paying as much attention as they could be. So this is something that you need to call out. Well, you can call out if you want to. Most of the time, people will ignore these signs of distraction and they'll just keep talking or maybe they'll just they'll go, I hope it goes away and they'll just keep talking, talking, talking. But if the other person, if your audience is distracted and you can see that they're looking around, then they're obviously not listening properly to what you're saying. So in this instance, stay calm and call them out in a friendly way. So what we're not doing here is we're not being school teacher and saying, why are you not listening to me? you know, are you paying attention? Hello? Hello? Can you please pay attention? We're not doing that, okay? We don't, we're don't. we going to be really friendly about it. And so what we can say is something like, um, I'm noticing you looking around a bit. Is everything okay? Is there something going on in the background there? And, you know, just be really friendly, make it a really easygoing, friendly tone. And I've done this with people before and, you know, I'm I mean, I'll be on a call with a client and I could see them looking around and I'll say, you know, is everything okay? Is there something happening um, out, out there in, in the background? And they might say, oh, my husband just walked in or, oh, my kids, my kids just came in and they're asking for something. And if that's the case, then you need to allow them to deal with that distraction first because if you just keep on talking and expect them to pay attention, they're not going to if they need to go and do that and sort that out and take a couple minutes or 30 seconds or whatever it is, then that's fine. And then at least you know that when they come back, they'll be able to pay more attention to you. Number six is they have heard you through their own filter and are translating your message differently. So we all as humans have a certain filter through which we view the world and through which we hear things. And we might have different meanings on placed on different words and so on. So as a communicator, when you're speaking, you have an idea of what you're saying and what your message means, but your listener is hearing that message through their own filter. So the message that you're sharing may not necessarily be the message that they are receiving, not the exact same one. And we can often think of this as, oh, they're not listening to me. You don't understand me. Why are you not listening? But it's not that at all. It's purely because we just have different filters and different ways of explaining things. So something that you can do in this situation is to repeat back, We'll ask them to repeat back what they understand. So let's say you're having a meeting with a team member. You might say, um, so John, I know we've covered quite a lot in this conversation. Would you mind repeating back what you understand the task to be? And then, you know, John would give his, his, he'd, he'd feed it back to you and then it could be correct. And you might say, yep, that's perfect. Or maybe John has missed something or maybe John has misinterpreted something because he has his own filter through which he's hearing your communication. So that is a really powerful communication tool that you can use instead of saying, does that make sense? Because it's very easy for someone to just nod and go, yep, 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 yep. You want to avoid that. You want to actually get an answer from that person and say, so um, would you mind clarifying what you understand um, these outcomes to be or, you know, what we've discussed, um, you know, or can, can you share with me what you understand the next steps to be? And then make sure that they repeat it back and you get that agreement. All right, number seven. We're nearly there, friends. Number seven. The number seventh reason why people may not listen to you is because you haven't checked in with them. Now, I know a lot of speakers, and this happens especially on webinars, and we've all been to a lot of webinars recently, is people get on a webinar or, you know, they're up speaking and they just talk. And they're telling. They tell, 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 Here's the content, 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 content. And at the end, any questions? Now, because you haven't engaged the audience at all, it's very easy to tune out. Unless you are the most intriguing and magnetic speaker ever, I guarantee you that at some point people are going to tune out if you don't check in with them. So throughout a webinar or a presentation or a meeting or any, even one-on-one conversations, it's really important to remember that this is a two-way conversation. Even if you are presenting something and you are the speaker, it's interesting, isn't it, how you're called the speaker when in fact, it's, it's still a conversation. It's a back and forth conversation with your audience. And we've all been there with someone who, you know, if you're in a one-on-one conversation with someone and all they do is talk and they talk about themselves, they don't ask you anything. They just talk, 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 talk. You stop listening, right? You start tuning out pretty quickly because they haven't engaged you. They haven't asked you any questions about yourself or asked you to respond. Just smiling and nodding gets really boring after a while and we're all going to tune out and fall asleep. So it's the same thing with your meetings, with your presentations, check in with people as often as you can. Now to do this, you can ask for verbal or visual feedback. So it doesn't always have to be any questions, any questions. You can literally say, um, give me a thumbs up if that makes sense to you. You know, give me a thumbs up if you're okay with that. And on a video call, like say to people, give me a thumbs up. And if they don't do it, wait for them. Communicate to them that you require a visual response, a visual cue from them if you're going to move forward. And this will make sure that they are listening because if they're not listening, then they're not going to put their thumbs up, right? But if you say, I can wait. I can wait. I need a visual cue that you're all good to go. And you wait till everyone has their thumbs up and then you say, okay, great. If you do that a few times throughout your presentation or your meeting, your audience is going to learn very quickly that you are expecting them to communicate back to to you, that this is not a one-way conversation. When I was emceeing conferences back pre-COVID, my uh, audience engagement and getting visual or um, verbal feedback from them was one of my key goals. Because as an MC, your job is to keep the audience um, energised and feeling good and awake so that they're ready and excited for the next speaker. So I would say things like, um, you know, are we ready for our next speaker? Yes or no? And then I'd get a murmur of, yes. And I'd say, yes or no? I need a verbal confirmation. And then the whole audience would go, yes. (laughs) And if I did this enough, they got you know they got tired of it, but they would still. they like, "Oh, here she goes again." Yes, but it's forcing them to give that to give that response, and it and it then ensures that they are listening. So something else you can do on a video call, which I've been doing recently, which I love, is um, instead of getting people to clap, I get them to do the Auslan sign for clapping, and Auslan is the Australian sign language. Uh, language. And it looks like, obviously you can't see me, but it looks like a cross between jazz hands and the queen's wave. So imagine you're doing the queen's wave with both hands, but your fingers are slightly splayed apart and you're like going quicker. So it's like jazz hands, like next to, you, next to your head. This looks really effective on video, especially when everyone's doing it. And so I would say things like, okay, everyone, I'm about to share my screen. Okay. Give me a, give me a wave if you can see my screen. And I would wave my own hands and make sure I could see everyone else waving their hands. So even something simple like that, instead of just saying, can you see my screen and waiting for that one person to go, yes, I can see your screen, or like to type in the chat, yes, I can see your screen. Say to everyone, everyone here, I want to see you waving or I want a thumbs up if you can all see my screen. And then you wait for everyone. So even simple things like that. So continue to check in with your audience Ask for those, or ask for that feedback, the verbal or visual feedback wherever you can. This will this will absolutely help to make sure that people stay alert and awake and listening to you. Okay, so that was number seven. We're up to the final reason why people don't listen to you. Are you ready? Little drum roll. The number eighth reason is. The reason why people don't listen to you is because you sound like white noise. Now, I have a friend, my um, well, friends who recently had a baby a few months ago, and they bought him this super awesome cot. And Aaron really wants it for our baby when our baby arrives in October. Um, and it's this super high tech cot that um, it vibrates to help send the baby to sleep and, keep, and soothe the baby. But it also plays white noise. So white noise is just the shh, like, you know, just just a, a steady, ongoing shh background noise. And apparently um, our friend's baby loved the white noise and it would send the baby off to sleep super, super easily. Send it off to sleep. And I asked my friend, why, why white noise? Why is this effective? And she said that It mimics the sound that the baby's hearing in the womb. So when the baby is in the womb, it's hearing like, I don't know, the bodily bodily movements and the blood flowing around and that sort of thing. And so hearing this white noise um, mimics that and sends the baby off into uh, glorious sleep. Now, using that same concept, when you talk consistently, or sorry, constantly, like, blah, 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 blah. Like, hello, everyone. Welcome to today. Okay, today, this is what we're going to be talking about. Today, we're going to be talking about this. And now we're going to move on to the first thing we're going to be talking about. Now we're moving on to the second thing we're talking about. And if you sound like that, like you're a constant flow of words in a constant stream of consciousness in a very monotone fashion, it's going to sound like white noise and it's going to send your audience. To sleep, and it's very easy to tune out when someone is constantly talking, blah 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 blah, and there's no variation. There's a a singing vocal coach, singing singing, no, just vocal coach. His name's called Roger Love, and he's vocal coach to the stars, and he coaches all the celebrities. And one of the things that he talks about is how uh, singers, why the reason why singers are so captivating is because they're singing a melody, they're going up, they're going up, they're going down, they're holding some notes, they're going really short again. So he, he talks about how that is really engaging and enthralling because of the variation of the tone. However, when most of us speak, we tend to speak like this, we speak in a monotone and we tend to speak just like da 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 da, da. And so he says, this is the opposite of hearing someone sing. This is incredibly boring. So what you can do to fix this, if you notice yourself speaking very quickly, not taking any breaks, is to slow down. This is easier said than done because when we get nervous, so if you're presenting or running a meeting where you're particularly nervous, we tend to talk quicker We take fewer breaths, so we gasp for air. And this is where we can start to speak very in a constant fashion with in a monotone tone as well. So if you notice yourself doing this, I want you to practice some calming breathing exercises before you're presenting and to really make the effort to slow down. Pausing is one of the most effective communication tools you can use, especially if you're speaking in a constant fashion. And this is what's going to help people listen to you. Sounds ironic, right? When you actually stop and pause, people will listen more. Because here it is. If you sound like white noise where you're just like, na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na-na, na 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 right? That break that you heard made you go, wait, what, what's happening? What's going on? So anyone who has tuned out at that point when you're speaking, if you take a pause, I I promise you that people are going to look up and go, wait, what's going on? Why'd they stop talking? What's happening? So this is a really powerful way to encourage people to listen or to almost, uh, I don't want to say shock people, but, you know, spark them back into listening again. Okay, so they, they are your eight reasons why people don't listen to you as well as eight things that you can do to fix them. Now, I don't want you to get the wrong idea and think that these are techniques to force people to listen to you or to make them listening listen to you because ultimately you can only control how you communicate. You, you can control your thoughts, your emotion, your behavior, how you speak, what you say. You can control all of that, but you can never, ever control how other people think, how they feel, or how they behave. Yes, you can influence them. And what I've just shared with you are techniques to help you to do that. But in no way am I, am I expecting these to be way to force people to listen. So a slight caveat to what I've just shared. If you enjoy this episode, please do share it with a friend who you might think might also find it valuable. It's the best way for this podcast to get discovered by new people. And of course, if you are keen to join the C-Method Academy and take your communication to the next level and be part of a supportive community as well to help you in your development, then go on to thecmethod.com slash join. That's thecmethod.com slash join. Thank you for spending some time with me today, Rockstar. I'll talk to you next week. I'm Christina Cantors, and this has been Stand Out, Get Noticed.